Good morning. This is Valerie, and I'm here for the, the second part to the Black Dahlia, the Elizabeth Short murder. Uh, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Uh, part two of the Black Dahlia, the Elizabeth Short murder. Suspects and confessions. The notoriety of Short's murder has spurred a large number of confessions over the years, many of which have been deemed false. During the initial investigation into her murder, police received a total of 60 confessions, most made by men. Since that time, over 500 people have confessed to the crime, some of whom have n had not even been born at the time of her death. Imagine that. Sergeant John P. St. John, a detective who worked the case until her retirement, stated, It is amazing how many people offer up a relative as the killer. In 2003, Ralph Adsdale, one of the original detectives on the case, told the Times that he believed he had interviewed Short's killer, a man who had been seen with the Sedan Park near the vacant lot where her body was discovered in the early morning hours of January 15, 1947. A neighbor driving by that day stopped to dispose a bag of lawn clippings in the vacant lot when he saw a parked sedan, allegedly with his right rear door open. The river driver of the sedan was standing in the lot. His arrival apparently startled the owner of the sedan, who approached his car and peered in the window before returning to the sedan and driving away. The owner of the sedan was followed to a local restaurant where he worked, but was ultimately cleared of suspicion. Suspects remaining under discussion by various authors and experts include a doctor named Walter Bailey, proposed by the former Times copy editor Larry Harnish, Times publisher Norman Chandler, whom biographer Donald Wolf claims to claims impregnated short, Leslie Dillon, Joseph A. Dumas, Artie Lane, a.k.a. Jeff Connors, Mark Hansen, Dr. Francis E. Sweeney, Orson Welles, George Hodel, Hodel's friend Fred Sexton, George Knowlton, Robert M. Red Manley, Patrick S. O'Reilly, and Jack Anderson Wilson. The police came to consider George Hale Hodel Jr. a suspect after the 1947 murder as a little bit short. He was a never formally charged with the crime and came to wider attention as a suspect after his death when he was accused by his son. Los Angeles homicide detective Steve Hodale of killing Short and committing several additional murders. Prior to the Dahlia case, he was also a suspect in the death of his secretary Ruth Spaulding, but was not charged, and was accused of raping his own daughter Tamar, but acquitted. He fled the country several times and spent 1950 to 1990 in the Philippines. Theories and potential related crimes. Several crime authors, as well as Cleveland detective Peter M Merlot, have suspected a link between the short murder and the Cleveland torso murders, which took place in Cleveland, Ohio, between 1934 and 1938. As part of their investigation to other murders that took place before and after the short killing, the original LAPD investigators studied the torso murders in 1947, but later discounted any relationship between the two cases. In 1980, new evidence implicated former torso murder suspect Jack Anderson Wilson, a.k.a. Arnold Smith, was investigated by Detective St. John in relation to Short's murder. He claimed he was close to arresting Wilson for Short's murder, but that Wilson died in a fire on February 4, 1982. The possible connection between Short's murder and the torso murder received renewed media attention when it was profiled on the NBC series Unsolved Mysteries and in 1992, in which Elliot Ness biographer Roscoe Oscar Fraley suggested Ness knew the identity of the killer responsible for both cases. 
The February 10, 1947 murder of Jeannie French in Los Angeles was also considered by the media and detectives as possibly connected to Short's killing. French's body was discovered in West Angeles on Grandview Boulevard, nude and badly beaten. Written on his stomach and lipstick was what appeared to say, Fuck you, BD, and the letters text below. The Herald Express covered the story heavily and drew comparisons to the short murder less than a month prior, surmising the initials BD to stand for Black Dahlia. According to historian John Lewis, however, the scrawling actually read PD ostensibly standing for police department. Crime authors such as Steve Hodell, son of George Hill Hodell, and William Rasmussen have suggested a link between the short murder and the 1946 murder of dismemberment of six-year-old Suzanne Dagnan in Chicago, Illinois. Captain Donahue of the LAPD stated publicly that he believed the Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia and the Chicago Lipstick murders were likely connected among the evidence cited is the fact that Short's body was found on North Norton Avenue, three blocks west of Dagnan Boulevard. Dagnan being the last name of the girl from Chicago, there were also striking similarities between the handwriting on the Dagnan ransom note and that of the Black Dahlia Avenger. Both texts used a combination of capitals and small letters. The Dagnan note read in part, Burn this for her safety, sick, and both notes contain a similar misshapen letter P and have one word that matches exactly. Convicted serial killer William Hiron served life in prison for Dagnan's murder, initially arrested at 17 for breaking into a residence close to that of Dagnan. Hiron's claimed he was tortured by police, forced to confess, and made a scapegoat for the murder. After being taken from the medical infirmary at the Dixon Correctional Center on February 26, 2012 for health problems, Hirons died at the University of Illinois Medical Center on March 5, 2012, at 83. Additionally, Steve Hodell was implicated, has implicated his father, George Hodell, as Short's killer, citing his father's training as a surgeon as circumstantial evidence. In 2003, it was revealed in notes from the 1949 grand jury report that investigators had wiretapped Hodell's home and obtained recorded conversations him with an unidentified, unidentified visitor saying, so supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. In 1991, Janice Knowlton, a woman who was 10 years old at the time of Short's, at the time of Short's murder, claimed that she witnessed her father, George Knowlton, beat Short to death with a claw hammer in a detached garage of her family's home in Westminster. She always published a book titled Daddy Was the Black Dahlia Killer in 1995, in which she made additional claims that her father sexually molested her. The book was condemned as trash by Knowlton's stepsister, Jolene Emerson, in 2004, who stated she believed it, but it really it wasn't reality. I know because I lived with the father for 16 years. Additionally, Detective St. John told the Times that Knowlton's claims were not consistent with the facts of the case. John Gilmore's 1994 book, Severed, the true story of the Black Dahlia murder suggests a possible connection between Short's murder and that of Georgia Bowerdorf, a socialite who was strangled to death in a West Hollywood home in 1944. Gilmore suggests that Short's employment at the Hollywood Canteen, where Bowerdorf also worked as a hostess, could be a potential connection between the two women. However, the claim that Short ever worked at a Halloween Canteen has been disputed by others, such as the retired Times copy editor, Larry Harnish. The 2017 book Black Dahlia Red Rose by 
PIU Eatwell focuses on Leslie Dillon, a bellhop who was a former mortician's assistant. He associates Mark Hansen and Jeff Conson. His associates Mark Hansen and Jeff Connors and Sergeant Finn Brown, a lead detective who had links to Hansen was and was allegedly corrupt. Eatwell posits that Short was murdered because she knew too much about the man's involvement in a scheme for robbing hotels. She further suggests that Short was killed at the Astor Motel in Los Angeles, where the owners reported finding one of the rooms covered in blood and fecal matter. On the morning of Short's on the morning Short's body was found, the examiner stated in 1949 that L.A. Police Chief William A. Wharton denied that the Flower Street Astor Motel had anything to do with the case, although its rival newspaper, the Los Angeles Herald, claimed that the murder took place there. Eatwell is working on a television documentary and, revised, and a revised edition of her book is due to be released in autumn of 2018. In 2000, Buzz Williams, a retired detective at the long, with the long... Long Beach Police Department wrote an article for the LBPD newsletter, The Rap Sheet on Short's Murder. Williams' father, Richard F. Williams, and his friend Con, Con Keller were both members of LA's gangster squad investigating the case. Williams Sr. believed that Dylan was the killer, and that when Dylan returned to his home state, Oklahoma, he was able to avoid expedition to California because his ex-wife, Georgia Stevenson, was second cousin with Governor Adley Stevenson II, the second of Illinois, who contacted the governor of Oklahoma on Dylan's behalf. Keller believed Hansen was the killer as he had studied at a surgical school in Sweden and had thrown elaborate parties by prominent LAPD officials. Williams' article says that Dillon sued the LAPD for $3 million, but that the suit was dropped. Harnish disputes this, claiming that Dillon was cleared by police after exhaustive investigation and that the district attorney's files positively placed him in San Francisco when Short was killed. Harnish claims that there was no LAPD cover-up and that Dillon did in fact receive a financial settlement from the city of Los Angeles, but has not introduced concrete evidence to prove this. Rumors and Factual Disputes Numerous details regarding Short's personal life and death have been points of public dispute. The eager involvement of both the public and press in solving her murder have been credited as factors that complicated the investigation significantly, resulting in a complex, sometimes inconsistent narrative of events. According to Anne-Marie DeStefano of the Portland Tribune, many unsubstantiated stories have circulated about Short over the years. She was a prostitute, she was frigid, she was pregnant, she was a lesbian, and somehow instead of fading away over time, the legend of the Black Dahlia just keeps getting more convoluted. Harnish has refuted several supposed rumors and popular conceptions about Short and her murder, and also disputed the validity of Gilmore's book, Severed, claiming the book is 25% mistakes and 50% fiction. Harnish also had examined the district attorney's files. He claimed that Steve Hodell has examined some of them pertaining to his father, along with Times columnist Steve Lopez, and contrary to Eatwell's claims, the files showed that Dillon was thoroughly investigated and was determined to have been in San Francisco when Short was killed. Harnish speculated that Eatwell either did not find these files or she chose to ignore them. Murder and State of the Body a number of people, none of whom knew Short, contacted police and the newspapers and claimed to have seen her during her so-called missing week between her January 9th disappearance and discovery of her body on January 15th. 
Police and DA investigators ruled out each alleged sighting. In some cases, those interviewed were identifying other women whom they had mistaken for Short. Short's whereabouts in the, in the days leading up to her murder and the discovery of her body are unknown. After the discovery of Short's body, numerous Los Angeles newspapers pr- printed headlines claiming she had been tortured leading up to her death. This was denied by law enforcement at the time, but they allowed the claims to circulate so as to keep the short, short's actual cause of death a secret from the public. Some sources in Oliver's Syriac Crime and Encyclopedia in 1993 state that Short's body is covered in cigarette burns inflicted on her while she was still alive, though there is no indication of this in her official autopsy report. In Severed, Gilmore states that the coroner who performed Short's autopsy suggested in a conversation that she had been forced to consume feces based on his findings when examining the contents of her stomach. This claim has also has been denied by Harnish and has also not indicated Short's official autopsy, though it has been reprinted in several print and online media. The Black Dahlia Name According to newspaper reports, shortly after the murder, Short received the nickname Black Dahlia from staff and patrons at a Long Beach drugstore in mid-1946 as wordplay on the film The Blue Dahlia, 1946. Other popular, popular, popularly circulated rumors claim that the media crafted the name due to Shorts adorning her hair with dahlias. According to the FBI official website, she received the first part of the nickname from the press for a rumored penchant for sheer black clothes. However, reports by DNA investigators state that the nickname was invented by newspaper press covering her murder. Harold Express reported Bevo Means, who inter- in- interviewed Shorts acquaintances at the drugstore, have been credited with the first use of the Black Dahlia name though reporters Underwood and Jack Smith have been alternatively named as as creators. While some sources claim that Short was referred to or went by the name during her life, others dispute this. this. Both Gilmore and Harness agree that their name originated during Short's lifetime and was not a creation of the press. Harness states that it was in fact a nickname she earned from the staff the Long Beach drugstore she frequented in Severed. Frequented. In Severed, Gilmore names an A.L. Landis as a proprietor of the drugstore, though he does not provide the store's name. Prior to the circulation of the Black Dahlia name, Short's killing has been dubbed the Wellworth murder by the Herald Express due to the brutal nature of the crime. Alleged prostitution and his sexual history. Many true crime books claim that Short lived in or visited Los Angeles at various times in the mid-1940s including Gilmore Severed, which claims she worked as a Hollywood canteen. This is disputed by Harnish, who states that Short did not, in fact, live in Los Angeles until after the canteen's closing in 1945. Although some of her acquaintances and, and several authors and journalists described Short as a prostitute or call guard during her time in Los Angeles, according to Harnish, the contemporaneous grand jury proved that there was no existing evidence that she was ever a prostitute. Harnish claims that the rumor Regarding Short's history as a prostitute originates from John Gregory Dunn's 1977 novel, True Confessions, which is based in part on the crime. Another widely circulated rumor, sometimes used to counter claims that Short was a prostitute, holds that Short was unable to have sexual intercourse because of a congenital defect that resulted in gonadal dysgenesis, also known as infantile genitalia. 
Los Angeles County District Attorney's file state that the investigators had questioned three men with whom Short had engaged in sex, including a Chicago police officer who was a suspect in the case. FBI files in the case also contained a statement from one of Short's alleged lovers. Short's autopsy itself, which was reprinted in full in Michael Newton's 2009 book, The Encyclopedia of Unsolved Crimes, notes that her uterus was small. However, no other information in the autopsy is provided that would suggest her reproductive organs were anything other than anatomically normal. The autopsy also states that Short was not and had never been pregnant, contrary to what had been claimed prior to and following her death. Another rumor that Short was a lesbian has often circulated according to Gilmore. This rumor began at the Beaville means of the Herald Express, was told by the deputy coroner that Short wasn't having sex with men due to her purportedly small genitalia. Means took this to mean that Short had sex with women, and both he and reporter Sid Hughes began fruitlessly investigating gay bars in Los Angeles to further information. For further information, legacy: Short is interred at the Mount View Cemetery in Oakland. After a younger sister had grown up and married her mother, their mother Phoebe moved to Oakland to be near her daughter's grave. She finally returned to the East Coast in the 1970s, where she lived into her 90s on February 2, 1947, just two weeks after Short's murder. Republican State Assembly C. Don Field was prompted by the case to introduce a bill calling for the information for the formation of a sex, regi- sex offender registry. The state of California would become the first U.S. state to make registration to make the registration of sex offenders mandatory. Short's murder has been described as one of the most brutal and culturally enduring crimes in American history, and Time magazine listed it as one of the most infamous, infamous unsolved cases in the world. Short's life and death have been the basis of numerous books and films, both fictionalized and non-fiction. Among the most famous fictional accounts of Short's death is James Elroy's 1987 novel, The Black Dahlia, which, in addition to the murder, explored the larger fields of politics, crime, corruption, and paranoia in post-war Los Angeles, according to cultural critic David M. Fine. Elroy's novel was adapted into a 2006 film of the same day by director Brian D. Palma, short was played by actress Mia Kirshner. Both Elroy's novel and its film adaption bear little relation to the facts of the case. Short was also portrayed in heavily fictionalized accounts by Lucy Arnaz in the 1975 television movie Who is the Black Dahlia? and again by Mina Savari in the series American Horror Story. In 2011, featured short in the plotline of the episode Spooky Little Girl, and again in 2018 with Return to Murder House, a 2011 Video game L.A. Noir by developer Team Bondi features five fictional homicide kids inspired by Short's murder. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this uh, true crime story on Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. Again, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Uh, Stay safe, stay home, practice social distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands during this coronavirus pandemic as a as they start to unopen the cities in this country. Thank you, and have a good week.